Namaste, friends, and a dishy rishi. Soon I could tick tack to every single one of you. Oh my God, it's Clinton Baptiste here. What a show we've got for you today. And to kick things off in glorious style, my God, she's been to Georgia and California, everywhere she could run. She took the hand of a preacher man and she made love in the sun. It's Linda Bloody Pollock. Big up Linda. Big up Linda. Oh, hi, Linda. Hiya. I know for a fact it's somebody's birthday today. It is my birthday. Oh, lovely, Linda. I'm too much of a gentleman to ask how old you are. Yes. But let's just say this. You look fantastic for your age. <laughs> don't you? Is, uh, that, is that... I don't know whether that's a compliment or not. Let's just say I'm in my late, 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 very late... 30s. Oh, darling. Very late. I don't believe that. But the thing is, I want to ask you that you're a Leo, aren't you? If it's this time of year, it's yes. definitely a Leo. Just to talk, I don't know whether you, I know you don't believe too much in any no, of this stuff. No, I think stuff. it's absolutely Well, it's, it, what thing is what? Bollocks. Well, it's not bollocks. It's, you are like a lion. I want to, see, these credentials, these, these, these um, attributes will very much appertain to you, Linda. Okay. all right. Right, so you're like a lion. Yes. Um, the polarity is always positive. <laughs> uh, the ruling house is the fifth house. What which does that mean? We're very strong and the ruling planet is the sun. You are very much like a, a larger cat on the... You've got to admit this, you're a leader, you are a born leader. Does this ring any bells? You're like a cat on the prowl, like a lion. Got a quality, fixed eyes. <laughs> lion's eyes that concentrate on their prey. Right. And also you've got quite a big mane of smelly dry hair with twigs and that in it, like... No, you can see that. <laughs> anyway, listen, they love grand gestures. Oh, yes. A, a line, don't they? Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's all ringing. So I wanted you to have this. Right, first of all, I bought you a notepad, which is going to come in very useful in right. a minute. I've got it through yes, the presents. Thank I've got you. you this, which you can't see this. This here is... Uh, is this one of yours? It's my mother's, and I wanted you to have that. Is it? So why are you laughing? Is That's a bit of jewellery from my mother. Wow, okay. Sorry, are you suggesting my mum's common that she would like this sort of jewellery? Why are you fucking laughing? I thought it was... <laughs> what did you think it was? I thought it was one of your stage costumes. It's very, uh, very, very. It's lovely. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I'll have that back. <laughs> Thank you. What are you it's massive. It's like a, yes, it is. It's a beautiful gold locket. Honestly, if I swung at someone with that, I could kill them. Well, it's got a gold stone in the middle. Just oh my god! People. And also, I got you this. It's a bit of a fertility. That's come <laughs> off. It's a fertility symbol. It's a heart necklace with it's balls a, on it. Yes, well, the knob bit fell off. But anyway, it's a fertility symbol. Uh, some people might have seen me advertising that on Zoom. Wow, you. you really shouldn't have. <laughs> I know you're the, taking the piss. This is important. You want me to have balls around my neck? It's important. Well, it wouldn't be the first time you've had them <laughs> positioned on there. Listen, Linda, Good. can I just... And I've got your Terry's chocolate orange, which I think well, is probably... Well, that I can make use of. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? So anyway, listen, I know you like them. Uh, <laughs> Actually, just saying on this notepad. I am slightly hurt you don't like my mother's jewellery, which was left for me. Fucking hell, I'll have that back. I think maybe you should keep it, keep it. Keep well, you it keep the, keep that anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, I've looked it up, and this is true. Just, just so, I know you don't, but L, Leo, L for leader. 
Yeah. E for energetic and E for optimistic. Now, you cannot say that that's not you. Well, I booked a holiday. Can't get more that's optimistic right. than that in this current climate. Don't take my word for it. This is true. I looked this up. There's a lot of stuff about Leos. And oh. there's a site I turn to for a lot of my spiritual guidance horoscope.com is that just the first thing that came up on Google no it is not I trust them very very much And but seriously it's, this is so you believe you understand and believe oh, right. this right yeah, yeah. learning to quiet this is this is true of Leo's greatest challenges learning to quieten down and listen <laughs> is as is essential for Leo signs to reach their peak power. That's true, isn't it? You do need to listen sometimes. They might uh, sometimes uh, benefit from taking a few seconds, minutes, or even days before making their opinions known on a subject. Researching all sides, doing due diligence, which frankly you should do if you're hosting a fucking paranormal <laughs> podcast. Learning from other people's experiences. Mine, for example. God. They're all essential for a Leo to be gone. What? Are you just trying to tell me to shut up? I'm just saying a Leo like you might A, open her mind when you're in a fucking supernatural podcast and B, make a cup of tea and not take the piss out of the host mother for a kickoff. <laughs> One thing I do know, also from this site, is that Leos do like to dress up in striking outfits. So I'm wondering, are you on the cusp? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, oh, you looked out. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, so listen, I know you don't believe in this stuff, but there are traits and there are other famous Leo. See if this rings a bell. Arnold Schwarzenegger, very similar. I mean, you can bench press 250 pounds. I know you can do that. <laughs> Barack Obama, Ben Affleck. Oh, blimey. Bill Clinton is a Leo. Uh, Madonna. is yes. it? And like Madonna, you're... You're good at that old lady wedding dancing that you do. And getting trapped under the bed with no, no knickers on. Exactly. That's, oh, no, she did do that, she didn't did. she? We don't know why. Um, we don't so, know why. And uh, Steve Carell, the oh, actor yes. from The Office. Very, very funny. And you're like him. You've worked in an office <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you cheeky sod. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's a gift. Now, that's made me feel very special. Now, I don't know what it is about those people who do public service, mm. but this is the second week running and we've had an email from someone from Her Majesty's um, Constabulary. And this fellow, what's his name here? Gary Wilson. Hello, Gary Wilson. And he wrote a very, very spooky story. And so I'm calling this section now a public service section. <laughs> No expense spared for our public service section. If you would, please, put on the spooky music first, oh, please. Uh, and it's another policeman for us to Fancy do. that. I'm slightly concerned about this, you what know. You, hold on. Turn the bloody music these, off. What do you mean? These people are supposed to be reliable witnesses. They give evidence in court. And here they are, uh, talking absolute shite. L L oh, Linda, we are trying to encourage people to come on the bloody show and tell stories. And what's more, our glorious boys in blue are the people who deal with the general public, so they're bound to hear sort of, you know, spooky stories, particularly if they go and deal with the dead and what have you. You understand? All I'm saying is if I was a prosecution, a defence barrister, I'd have a bloody field day with this. Oh, shut up. Is that when you wash your bottom? Yes, it is, isn't it? Right, please, put spooky music all on right, again. Thank right. you. Hold on, just a second. Let's get in the mood. Okay. Thank you, go. 
About 25 years ago, PC Dave McMenamin and myself had a call to go to an address on the outskirts of Chesterfield, Derbyshire. The call for assistance came from a woman who was living in some flats in the middle of a quiet housing estate. The reason for the call is that she'd been visited in the early hours of that morning by her ex-husband, Cyril. Right, keep up everyone, you got that. Cyril had been drinking and an argument had taken place between the two. Cyril was asked to leave the property, however it was then that things took a turn for the worse. Cyril broke every window in the flat, produced a carpenter's saw and proceeded to cut in half the TV, the radiogram, the dining table, oh. chairs and other various odds and indeed sods. No wonder he found the, she found the police. Exactly, get the roses in. He told her he'd be back later, giving no specific time. Oh, God! Oh, where's... I nearly shit myself, God. Oh, here we are. When questioned, she told us that she'd been married to the man for the tw- past tw- 20 years. The marriage had gone downhill and he'd left to live in Macclesfield. Yeah, try to read it correctly. All then. right, sorry. It's just very small writing and... I, let me read it. Officer McMenamin... McNenamin... 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 McMenamin... It's McMenamin, right? McMenamin. McMenamin. That's where in Macclesfield he lived and she replied, The church. Obviously, this caused a follow-up question... So it went... Is he the vicar? No. Is he the verger? No. Is he the groundsman? No. Who is he? He's in the ground. Oh, my God! He is a poltergeist. Oh, my God. Okay, right, so then we both had to do some work and sort it out. Obviously, several agencies were contacted. No one wanted to know. Both Mac and myself went on rest days prior to this and we had the damage sorted out by the council. On our return from rest days, we had some 110 calls on voicemail from the woman saying she'd been again by... Again, being visited by the spirit. Very small writing. It was... I'm trying to say on the ink. (laughs) It was time to take things to another level. They were great, weren't they? So we visited a local... Oh, hold on. Sorry, it's not. It's a a public service special, but anyway. (laughs) So we visited a local priest who did not want to get involved. Should have come to me. However, he did give us some pictures of Jesus, his mother, not the priest's mother, and some minor saints. He's been a little bit bit blasphemous there. We got some council tap water, and PC Dave had one of those tea strainers that looked like two spoons stuck together with a hinge to squeeze the tea bag. I like my bag squeezed, as you well know. (laughs) Both of us returned to the uh, flat and PC Dave did an exorcism. Prior to the religious task, we had stuck the pictures of the holy people on the wall with sellotape. Dave found a pot shaving mug within the gaff and he placed the tap water in it. I got on my knees in a praying posture whilst PC Dave, who did not know any Latin, used words like primus stovus, fordium cortinus, gluteus maximus and other tribe funny policeman. At the end, both the lady and I were piss wet through. Ooh. Why is that? I'm oh, hoping it's because holy, of the holy, holy water. water. I'm hoping. Sorry. It is fair and true to say that the woman never bothered either the police, the council or any other agency again. You know why? Why? Bleeding idiots. She thought, oh, get, they'll be coming round again. I'll well, pretend everything's fine. I'll deal with this myself. How do you know? How do you know? that it, if they didn't actually succeed in exercise. You only have to ask a ghost to leave. Do you believe a ghost can manipulate a saw? What do you mean? It sawed the television in half. 
Well, I do believe that, yes. Okay. Why would? All right, OK. Well, but let's go straight to the bloody horse's mouth. We're going to get Gary Wilson. Once again, this will seem seamless to you. We're going to get Gary Wilson, the policeman, on the phone for our... <laughs> Stay there for a sec while we phone him. <laughs> by the miracle of Zoom, we are joined by Mr... Well, PC Gary Wilson. I believe he's retired now. If we thought that he looked like a laughing policeman last week... If only you could see this fella, he looks like a big, jolly police constable. He's a great bear of a man. He's a bear of a man. Uh, which I believe in the homosexual community, some people much quite sought like, after. Much sought yes. after. Gary, yes. are you there? And are you willing to tell us more about this story? Good morning, Clinton. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, entertainingly, if possible. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, you see a lot of things during your time as a police officer, and I've been to most things, you know. And, and including the supernatural, would you say? I would, yes. Yes. Because, because the, your email rather poo-pooed it, Gary, if I might say that. The supernatural. Well, being a police officer, Clinton, as well, you know, we have to poo-poo things sometimes. I've certainly poo-pooed, but I've not <laughs> been a police officer. Can everyone stop saying poo-poo? Sorry, it may be taboo to poo-poo, the, the, the taboo, the poo-poo. But to me, the, the, the poo-poo is something to say bye-bye to. The poo-poo <laughs> are poo-pooing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Go on, no more poo-poos. Okay, so what happened was... I've got, I'm here to tell you, Gary, we have told the story as per the email. Y you presumably don't believe it was a poltergeist of any kind. With a saw? Yeah, <laughs> sawing things up. Well, it takes a lot of believing, don't you think, that um, the fact that, that Cyril, I think his name was, if I yeah. remember rightly, had yeah. visited her overnight... Yeah. And they'd wrecked everything and um, and um, sawn the radiogram in half. Yes. And the tape, kitchen table. It takes a little bit of um, believing. What about the fact that you came and you, although you brought, you know, tea and, and, and water and a few holy relics. Yes. That you did actually manage to see off this poltergeist. I mean, don't... Well, you know, it only takes for you to ask a, a ghost to leave, Gary. Well, well, the thing about it was is that my colleague, PC Dave, yeah. he he seemed to know what he was talking about. And um, the service that he gave um, was bizarre, to say the least. But, um, you know, we put the pictures on the wall of um, Jesus and Mary and this other guy that I'd, I'd never we never really knew who he were, but he's got... <laughs> One of those halo things around his head. So important. Here's what I'm thinking, right? It's one of two things. Yeah. One, the intent was there, the intent was true, and so the spirit believed it, right? right. Okay, at last. Or at last, Linda's on board. Or right. two, the one I subscribe to most, oh, yeah. you yes. humoured her and she packed it in. You know, like when the kids say, there's a monster under your bed. If you go, there's no monster under the bed, you're there all night. If you go in there and say, right, just don't look while I beat this thing up and show it out. Mm. End of story, right? That's right. what I'm yeah. 
You've said, Gary, that you have seen other, you've experienced other supernatural. Is there anything else that you can rescue? This? I mean, just tell us about which, <laughs> which might have happened to you, which will, will proper shit us up. Yes. Oh, oh, away you go, ladies and gentlemen. He's not messing about. He's not messing about go. this time. Well, um, again, panda car driver, this time north side of town, sent to a sudden death. Oh, a sudden death? Well, a sudden death. That It, it, it says what's on the tin. Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to sympathise. I, I know exactly what it is. And the last five minutes has been that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So um, I get sent to this house and the, the lady of the house is um, sort of crying and wailing and weeping and as everything Ooh. should be. And so I said to her, you know, where's your husband? And she says, he's upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, and, she said, uh, well, I don't know whether that's appropriate or not. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll scratch that in a minute. Go on. So you anyway, said, me, no, what did she say? My husband's, husband's died and he's upstairs and it's oh. a dreadful... Yeah, yeah, okay, oh, okay. Apologies. So. Sorry, I feel like I've been a bit flippant now. He was no, not at all. Sorry. So, of course, I, I was upstairs and... Um, the gentleman's laid in his night gansey and um, his yeah. mouth open and um, yeah. the usual sort of death look about him. Yeah. And as I leaned across to test um, his breath to see if he was, he, he woke up and said oh. to me, he said to me, what the are doing here? <laughs> oh, God. So and you thought he was tell, dead? Yeah. 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 And um, it would just sort of, What's going off here? So anyway, I went downstairs and I said, has the doctor been? No. Well, why have you reported this? And she just said, well, he won't get up for his breakfast. And poor devil, he's, he's, he nearly got staffed. By, by oh. I mean, it's quite frightening. He should have been dead, but he weren't. Well, Gary... I think we can say you have turned it around very, very Thank nicely. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> Gary, what are you going to be doing today, old song? Today I've got some ukulele lessons at one o'clock till three o'clock. You're teaching or you're learning it? Teaching. Oh. Te we're teaching a couple of people ukulele stuff oh i always think i love the ukulele and i had a lovely um what's his name george formby oh, uh, you don't like george formby well we start i'm in a ukulele band and we always ask people if they like george formby and one they say yeah we tell them they're going to be very disappointed <laughs> well i always think that george formby is around nowadays you know peeping into women's when i'm cleaning windows yeah. oh. and leaning on lamppost dirty bloody pervert i think you'd have nicked him by now wouldn't you he would have been in the nick swifter than jimmy savile yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, when I'm cleaning windows, when I'm cleaning D-wing, that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> anyway, different yeah. times though. Yeah. When I when I face this court case, I just put the whole thing behind me. That was his follow-up single. <laughs> yeah. Try and live a slightly different life. Right. Well, listen, I've got to tell you something. In the words of some of the animals we had last week, Gary, ah! that was a chihuahua saying he loves you, oh, uh, thank Gary. You. Thank you, Gary. Thank, Thank you. you for your Thank service. Thank you for your service, ladies and gentlemen. That is Gary Wilson, one of our fabulous boys in blue for our...
thank you for your public service. And thank you for being so entertaining, Clinton, oh. and uh, your lovely partner there. Oh, yeah, Linda. And yeah, does Linda. I'm taken. Uh, Gary, can I just say this? When we were just getting ready, you were saying how wonderful my show was last year. I understand you're coming to it see was, Clinton yeah. nearly finished. Clinton Baptist versus Ramon. You're coming to see this year, aren't you? Yeah, most definitely. And if I can say to some of your listeners, you yes. need it, uh, it needs you need to go and see Clinton Baptist. Oh. It's one of the finest shows. In fact, my work partner got yeah. a broken leg when she went and she were in chronic pain but laughed all the way through it yeah and did i cure it not really only through laughter but, uh, <laughs> you do have a dirty bottom i've seen uh, sorry oh, i don't God, know what's going wrong right. that was the wrong one anyway it's love to you to your love to your partner <laughs> and i hope for, is that how is her leg now she's fully recovered she's yeah. absolutely fully recovered and um, out golfing and doing and what have you oh that's so lovely i do remember her legs you're a lovely what a lovely couple so nice to see them together well it's wonderful to see you gary yeah and it's a oh, terrible joke again oh, horrible gary thank you bye i will edit that last bit out that it, was filthy of me it matters not right gary thank you Let us turn now to one of our favourite resources for the supernatural, Take a Break's Fate and Fortune magazine. And this extraordinary letter to someone called Keely Potts, who uses psychometry to assess your future, if you would please, Linda. It's a letter. Is there more to life? Question. I feel stuck in a rut. My two dreams are to meet a partner or companion and to move house, but my life just seems at a standstill. I did put an offer on a house last year, but I was outbid. Should I be content with the life I have, or are there other things around the corner for me? I've enclosed a photo of my favourite bird, the red kite. For no apparent reason, Sue, 56, <laughs> Bradford. Say there? I've, there are things around the corner for me. I've enclosed a photo of my favourite bird, the red kite. Why? Why? Does that have some... So psychometry is what when she has, she has to feel so, the vibrations no, off of no, things? No, it's an extrasensory perception and it's characterised by the claimed ability to make relevant associations from an object of unknown history by making physical contact with that object. So yeah, she touches it for the vibes. I don't believe that. You close a picture, you have to touch the bird. You don't just touch... I mean, I'm not being... Anyway, the, the, the advice is, as soon as I link it with your photo, I sent a gentleman in the spirit world who has wanted to give you a push forward. In this life, he would always have given you good advice, but I don't think you've always taken it. He tells me you aren't going to be lonely forever and will find your soulmate in your early 60s. You will get a new house and I can see you exchanging contracts in winter 2023. No mention of the kite particularly. No, and I know a little bit about red kites. Oh like, yeah, go on. Um, Let's hear some they, of your red kite comedy they used routine. To, they used to be rare, but now there's loads of them. Yeah. And they look like great big swooping scary things, right? Good God. In fact, I've seen... You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. I keep pressing the wrong one. I've go seen them on. eat someone's fish and chips off the park bench. That's true. Oh, I've got to tell and you And they something. went, ah, ah. I have got to tell you something. If I, if only I had the footage of this. When I was in St Ives last summer. Sorry, we're just digressing. Yes. The bird section, this is. I, when I was in St Ives. Bird section. When I was in St Ives, you know the 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 um, the, the pigeons, what are they call seagulls down there. <laughs> Very 
very. The sea pigeons. The sea pigeons, yeah. <laughs> them sea pigeons. What would you call them? <laughs> Sorry, sea pigeons. Sea pigeons. What are they called? Sea pigeons. Um, seagulls. Sea seagulls. Seagulls. The sea pigeons down there. Anyway, I saw a fella. I mean, it happened to me the day before. I went down to a lovely little baker's down there and I bought some croissants in the morning because that's oh, what I'm like. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Very continental. Very continental. And uh, as I was walking up the road, you know, this lovely sort of little fishing village country lane yeah. in St. Ives. It's mostly a second home bites now. Yeah, stuff in your face. Stuff in my face. The bloody bird, the sea pigeon, uh, seagull, come right in and nick the thing off me. <gasps> a day later, I saw a plog basically offer out one that tried to take his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was embarrassing. Come, come on, then. I'm fucking furious with this, this seagull. Over a Mr Whippet. Yeah, it's like, well, that's what they do. He's not being mean. It's a seagull. You know, literally trying to kind of kick him. Like it started. Like it started something. Absolutely unbelievable. So, similarly... So red kites, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. They'll on. go for the easy stuff. They don't, they don't really hunt, right? No. So... Um, they eat crap off the road. So I think what her loved one is saying is, yeah. lower your standards. Lower your standards. Have a look at some of the life's roadkill, if you will. Well, that's right. I don't... Pers- look, I do... Of course I believe in signs. I do believe in symbols. But I don't think if you're trying to buy a house and move on with your life, you want to base it on a credit score, don't you? <laughs> you want some sound financial advice. Also, if you made an offer last year and it got turned down... Yeah. And then you gave up. Maybe you weren't that bothered about moving. Yeah, I would look to. Yeah, I would have a proper look at your finances and have a look at where you are in life. Don't just collect pictures of birds and send them into this magazine. I would suggest if you write into Fate and Fortune magazine, maybe I don't know, you're casting your net in the wrong direction. Yeah, but go and see. Don't see an accountant or Make a mortgage. Make a proper plan. Make a proper plan, and also don't take a fucking red kite on a date with you. <laughs> Cause havoc in a harvester flying around next to you as much as you can. Salad buffet. <laughs> Oh, well. So hopefully that's helped. Well, I do hope that's helped for you, my darling. <laughs> In the meantime, let's speak to, yes, all the celebrities, TV's Joe Lysett, who I work with this week. Yeah. I like him. Ladies and gentlemen, Padawans, followers, uh, those of you who are gifted, those who aren't, let's get on with it. I'm in the toilet at uh, Glee in... (laughs) At Glee in Birmingham. And with me is... That's it. Just watch that. Yeah, that's it. Just just the end of it. That's it. I'm here with Joe Lysett. Oh, my goodness. What a show. Oh, isn't he wonderful? An exclusive. Joe is currently on tour. I went to see his show. It's absolutely bloody up. Fantastic. And he has a story or two about, what should we call it? The unknown. The supernatural. Yes. Joe, will you regale us, please? So I heard a story terrifying story that will chill you to your core. Linda, put on the scary music in the studio, thank you. Thank you, Linda. I don't think that's quite right music. No, can you put on a different... No, don't take the piss, Linda, put on some fucking proper music. That's better. Right, that's, that's better. It. No, that is better. Perfect. That's, that's better, perfect. right. Perfect. Please, can you... Yeah, right. And, um, I don't know if it's true. No. It's, um, it was told to me um, by a third party. Right, OK. A third party insurer. And you're not going to name the third part. Let's just it call was privilege insurance. Privilege insurance told you this, right? Okay. 
It's to do Does with... it involve fire and theft? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, well, potential theft. Right. Um, uh, it was... Um, it was about a woman who... Um, uh, she, w- she woke up in the middle of the night and she heard some dripping noise. And, mm. Like a sort of um, tap noise. Exactly that. And she walked through to the bathroom in the... Um, en suite or just... It was an en suite. Oh, en suite, no. suite, yeah, yeah. And um, she, uh, she turned the tap off because it was just dripping. Mm. And then she got back on the bed and she, walked, she had a little dog. Right, in the bed with us. In, in the bed. But yeah. it, was, it would like to go under the bed. Right. And she would put her hand out and the dog would like lick her fingers and she... That would, that would sort of reassure her. That oh, the she'd be in there. the... No, OK, re- lick her fingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, next next evening, she heard a, a tripping sound. Yeah. She's like, bloody tap again. Right. And um, so she goes through to the ensuite, the tap's not on. Good God. And she's looking at her. Gets back into bed. Mm. She's like, must be dead, tap somewhere else downstairs. Right. right. Puts her hand next to the bed. Dog licks her fingers. Lovely. She sort of drifts off, but the, t- the, t- the dripping's just going and going. She just started, and in the end, she's like, I just can't, can't cope with this. Yeah. So she, like, goes and has a little look around the house. And she goes down to the kitchen. It's not there. It's, it's definitely coming from the ensuite. So she goes right. into the ensuite, and she looks in the sink, and there's no drip there. It's not like a slower drip or whatever. Okay. She notices the curtain's been drawn on the bathtub. Drawn round, like sort of shower curtain. Yes, you can't. Yeah, yes, you can't see. Like a yes, one of those sort of top 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 market shower curtains. I know, sort of, I know. So it's sort of mounted to the ceiling. I know. Because yeah. a lot of them, like in here, you see they're mounted to the Let's wall. Let's not like get quite. weighed down with the curtain. Mm, but probably like a sort of Zara linen curtain, I'd guess. Whereas this, like that's I'm that's like a plus, polyester. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, right. She pulls the curtain back, and. Uh, from the cord of the something in the bathroom, there's some sort of cord, cord. like a pa- uh, It's probably to turn the shower on. Yeah, that like one, one of those. those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the dog is suspended from the cord. Okay, now. And it's bleeding out, and it's clearly been dead for some time. Oh and shit! Written in the dog's blood on the wall is is something like. Not a, it's not only dogs that can lick. Oh, I've, I've gone all goose pimply. And apparently it was a killer who'd, who'd learnt somehow that the dog Lit licked her fingers yeah. and that there was a dripping tap and thought it'd be a laugh to kill the dog, let the blood drip out yeah. and then lick her fingers. Did the person get arrested? Did the lady get away? Yeah, so she um, she was the one who gave me the offer of the car insurance privilege. Okay, and well, it's a very good it's a very good deal because I struggle sometimes to get insurance, um, but she was very respectful of the no claims bonus. Did you just an addendum to that? It was a wonderful story. You can turn the music off, Linda. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, do it now. Okay. Was there anything particularly nice about her fingers that wanted to be licked off? I mean, she didn't put a little dab of chum between her fingers or anything like that. <laughs> or was it just... I mean, because I know I've got a dog likes to lick my fingers. Mm, what do you put on your fingers? 
it's mostly bodily smells that are on my fingers. Well, dogs do like that, don't they? They do like that. They're not fussy, are they? Um, I, you don't I, know. Didn't, I actually didn't dig down into that. No. From the way that she spoke to me, as I say, she sort of felt like the sort of person that would have a Zara linen shower curtain. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe for the dog she'd have, like, a jar of that delicious Biscoff spread. Oh, I know. It's all and she'd maybe just yeah. plunge her fist into the jar before bed and let the, let the dog oh. go for it. Well... Joe, that's been wonderful, and and, and as it's as you started, I thought you might be making this bullshit up. Mm. But as it went on, I began to realise that that is a very very scary supernatural story, and I want to thank you for that. Story. And I would say that's probably eight out of ten, and probably the better one of the better ones we've had. Oh really? So I want to thank you for that. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Joe likes it, everybody. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Do you know, Linda, what spirit writing... Have you heard of spirit writing, automatic writing? Right. Uh, it's also known as trance writing, direct writing, inspired writing, autography, psycho- psychography. Uh, it's a, there's a paranormal explanation to why you can write something just without even thinking. Just right. let your, your hand go free. Clear your mind. It's a divination tool, in fact. There are a number of people who can do this. They just they're not thinking too much. And I want with the, the pad here, take the pad that oh, I gave you yeah, for your my birthday for present. Your birthday present take... And a pencil. You've not been overly yes. thrilled with the pad and pencil. Don't matter, don't matter, none taken. Someone else is writing in. That <laughs> That's Lady the Charity Shop. We just put 10p in the front. Uh, Helen Smith, Francisco Chico Xavier, famous for automatic writing. Right. And this lady, Ellie James, I was trying to look it up this morning. Uh, somebody who actually does it nowadays. And this lady is extraordinary. Ellie James, I got her on YouTube. Have a listen to her. There'll be ti- there will be times where I'm filming a video. I've almost done it from like a dissociated subconscious intuitive mode. long words long words just the way I communicate sense. and the ease I have I'll finish filming and I'll say that came out weirdly easily very naturally and I don't even know how I managed to say the powerful things I did it just flowed bit like me when we do this podcast yeah empty your mind and just say things <laughs> That's Ellie James at Nincom Poop, a channel on YouTube. And what I thought we'd do is have a go at a bit of automatic writing yeah. ourselves. I'm going to put on... Can you just put on that eerie music there just to okay. get you in the mood? And Linda is now going to, over the next, what should we call it, 30 seconds. <laughs> We're not going too long. Write whatever comes into her mind. All right. All right. And I'll just let you do that and I'll just carry on with some of the things I'm doing. All right, here we go with the music. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going through some of the, you know, our soundboard to see what I should yeah. do. You carry on. Close your mind! Is that when you wash your bottom? Sorry, don't ignore me. Just ignore me. Some of the bits we've got. I'm going to make you taste my candle. Don't mind me. You just carry on with what you're doing. I'm going to make you taste my candle. Yeah. How's it going? Well, I'm writing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And time is... Time is up, Linda. Yeah. Now, turn the spooky music off, please. Okay. And this... You could... Honestly, you might see something happening here where spirit has come into your life. I know you're cynical. Yeah. Some squiggles at the top there. Yes. I don't know what that... What's Crest Plus? 
Um, is that a toothpaste? Uh, this is just off the top of your head, is yeah, it? Yeah, just... Nivea mini toothbrush thing, like a cover or something. Johnny, should take him with you. <laughs> After some... This is a shopping list for your holiday, isn't it, Linda? Well, it's on my mind. Actually, can I have that? Oh. You're wasting my time! Let's just go to your Skype messages. New message. Hello, Miss Baptiste. I'm looking to have help from the spirit world for a, a kind of problem I have. Um, basically, I've invented time travel and it's causing me some massive issues. Uh, it seems like a great thing to have done, but every time I go back in time, I ruin the present day. But uh, for reasons that are too complex to go into, this meant that the Calippo Isoli was never invented. Hi, message for Clifford. It's Kevin from the North East. Um, are you related to John the by any chance? Hiya, Clinton. It's Michael. I'm just calling about your advert on Gumtree for the Rampant Rabbit 3000. Please let me know if it's still available. Cheers. Fascinating story now, which it's so good, it's won the £300 prize Ooh. in uh, Take a Break, uh, Fate and Fortune oh, magazine. Me. If you would, please, Linda. My eyes widened in the dark as I felt the mattress dip. Oh, this is oh, the £300-pounder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It was as though someone had plonked themselves down. That you, Mum? My boyfriend, David, asked sleepily. Oh, God. Calling yeah, for his mum tonight. Yeah, crying. Your 30 year old boyfriend's mum hopping onto the bed you're sharing in the middle of the night would be strange in most circumstances. Disgusting. I'm having sex at the moment. Oh. Yeah, horrible. Go but on. In this case, it was weirder still because David's mum had been dead for five years. Oh, God! Get out! Pray continue. Turned out dating a psychic medium took a bit of getting used to. This is something I know about, and I'll come to this at the end. Go on. This is why you're single, isn't it? Well, yes. Very often that can happen. David and I had met weeks earlier when my mum had got tickets for a demonstration of mediumship in town. What? And and she's jumped straight into bed with him? Fast cat. Filthy pig. Go on. I'd expected the psychic to be overconfident, but the man on stage in his suit and glasses had looked more like a nervous estate agent. You are a very sexy man. She didn't say. Still, the moment David Drew had begun to speak, I'd been wrapped. I felt strangely drawn to him, like I already knew him somehow. And when his messages had started coming through for people in the audience, it had been clear that he was the real deal. How'd you know if they're for other people? Plus, he had the bluest eyes I'd ever seen. That's what she's after. Exactly. He's good, isn't he? Mum said in the interval. The following week, David had brought through various family members in spirit, all offering proof it was them or advice. Then, just before he left, David had turned around. Fancy a drink? He'd asked. Inappropriate. Isn't it? I'm going to make him taste my jam donuts. She didn't say at the gig, but maybe a bit later. Within a week, he'd proposed, eh? Fucking hell. Seeing he'd known the the things people will say for 300 quid. No, isn't it? (laughs) Within a week, he'd proposed, saying he'd known the moment he saw me that he wanted to marry me. I'd grown up with tales of spinach encounters in my family. I'd even had a dream premonition myself, age 17. But although I was a firm believer in the afterlife, some aspects of dating a medium had been surprising. Like the time when I'd been woken by his wardrobe door opening all by itself. You'll soon get used to it, David had casually mumbled. 
His mum wasn't the first nocturnal visitor we'd had either. It wouldn't be the last. David reckoned Spirit preferred... Get this. <laughs> David reckoned Spirit preferred to visit when the atmosphere was more relaxed and intimate. Oh, oh. Is that your willy? It's not for me, you understand. I just need to make contact with the afterlife, so... Um, yeah, that's right. So we, we better have sex yes, now, because that's yes. when they turn up. <laughs> hold on, we hold on, where, where, is it, where are we? Um, he said, we're most receptive to spiritual influence in the moments we're either in the midst of waking or just about to go to sleep. Spirit does tend to discreetly withdraw during... <laughs> I hope he didn't know. <laughs> during intimate moments, though. I don't think he much matters. I've seen the pictures there, look. <laughs> It's not going to be any pregnancies. <laughs> it, was, it was a relief to hear we wouldn't have a spooky audience, including my mother-in-law, whenever we made love. Ooh. Now, can I just say that that is a problem? I mean, I often get... The, turn the spooky music off a second. This is, this is more medical, isn't it? This? This is, well, this is more psychological, because I do get people who say, oh, can spirit tell me? Ladies, quite yeah. often. And they go... Can Spirit tell me? Can you tell me if my mother is watching? What does she think of my new boyfriend? And I think, well, I've no doubt that your mother is there. But, you know, and she might have an opinion on the boyfriend. But does she want to see you face down biting the pillow while he's nuts deep? Not really! Do you know what I mean? No, I'd say if they weren't into that in real life... No, but I, I want mean, to see it now. There's spectral well, beings. According you know? to this Jane Drew in the magazine, <laughs> the mum's knocking round the bedroom. You know, I mean, there's every chance he's going to be. Oh, do you like that? The mum's going. She does not like that. I'm not having it. You're doing that. Jesus Christ! Not in the Christian society. That's not how I brought you up. That's not how I brought you up. Well, at least give her a pillow so she can sit down afterwards. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's disgusting. Oh, dirty ghosts. So, what I want to say, dirt ghosts, stop being dirty. Leave people. I've had many, I've had a lot of trouble with that. You want to get intimate with someone and before you know it, there's, you're being visited by, I don't know, um, Bernard Breslau or something. It's like you're using us as like a ghostly porn hub. Um, that's it! Do they not get an internet up there? No, they don't. They, mm. Well, they do, but it's all very chaste. <laughs> it's all very chaste. Oh, he's... He's put the, um, what's it called? The block on, the parental Yeah, that's block it. The, he's put the parental block. So anyway, listen, can I just warn you, if you are with someone new and you want the approval of a dead relative, just remind them... I'm having sex at the moment. So please. Put a sock on your doorknob or something. <laughs> exactly. And that's not a euphemism. That literally means that. OK, let's move to something else now. God, with that image clanging around in my brain. Last week, I went to Redcar. Those of you on Patreon, and believe me, you're all very welcome to go on Patreon and actually spend the money to listen to this. Put your hand in your pocket. Put your hand in your pocket. It feels good to put your hand in your pocket once in a while. Times are tough. I, oh, for <laughs> us. Jay McDonald turned up there for a second. Hey, Times are tough. I'm good, Paul. No, I mean, it does feel good to put your hand in your pocket. It gives you a nice warm feeling occasionally, doesn't well, it? Well, you have to take it out sometimes. Do though. take it out. I won't do that, Joe. <laughs> anyway, listen, I, uh, what I want to say is this, that I went to Red Car. Yeah. I did a gig in a lovely, called The Holt, I think it was. It's in one of the, one of the streets. Oh, I had a wonderful time, but there was a lady there. Oh, my God, what slightly pissed me off. On the first night, I did two nights yeah. there. And there was a lady in the audience who was a bit pissed oh. and wouldn't shut up. 
right? And I went out into the audience, I did a reading, I tried to do a reading on her, right? And then she was asked to leave by oh, the management. Really? Oh, I hate that. I'm giving my spiritual readings. And she got up before she left. She had a glass in her hand and she went to me, you've insulted me. Oh. And I thought, oh, first of all, I said, how do you know? Because you were talking on in my room. <laughs> but for a second, I thought she was going to chuck this glass at me. It was oh all a bit God. horrible. So if you do come to see me, and I know a lot of you be coming to Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon, Kindly don't get so pissed that you can't follow what's going on and start shouting. Because apart from anything else, it interferes with spirit, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well done, Linda. Can you tell she's actually getting there now with this sort of thing? But while I was there, I spoke to, and you set me up with this. Yeah. Tell them who it was. Mike McCartney. Mike McCartney. From the scaffold. From the scaffold. Mike McGee. It's known as Mike McGear, and uh, I've got a wonderful interview. And he's, of course, famously Paul McCartney's brother. I didn't open with that. No. I, you know, he's a, he's an artist in his own right. He's a performance artist, he's a photographer. He's a rather brilliant person. And this is the interview I did from my hotel stroke old people's home to Mike McCartney McGear. Uh, he's a, well, he's a performing artist, he's a photographer, member of the group The Scaffold and The Grims. He is related to uh, Paul McCartney, he's a younger brother of Paul McCartney, and of course, cousin to my very good friends, Ted and Kate Robbins. Uh, you'll know, honestly, what this guy has done over the years, 1968, number one, Christmas hit, Lily the Pink, which I had as a lad, and also, mm -hmm. incredibly, which I didn't know before today, Mike wrote the lyrics, well, presumably, and the music, for Thank You Very Much. You know that song, Thank You Very, 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 Very Much. And during the course of wondering about Thank You Very Much, I discovered that the Aintree Iron, unbelievably, was someone who, is this correct, Mike? And I'll get you in a second, Mike. It's the longest introduction anyone's ever had. I, I was just going to say that, Clinton. <laughs> it's all right, nearly finished. It's another year it. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> and what I discovered, Mike, can you confirm? People will be familiar with uh, the Aintree Iron in the song Thank You Very Much for the Aintree Iron. The Aintree Iron, am I correct, was someone who was a heckler at Liverpool comedy gigs. Over to you finally, Mike. Well, Clinton, I've got to be very honest with you here. No. Well, that's somewhat okay. of my research. Thank you very much. It's been a joy to speak to you, Mike. And uh, no, I'm joking. Before you go, Clinton, yes. never mind. Thank you very much. That wonderful song, what I wrote. Yes. How about this? Have you ever heard this before? Have you ever seen the Liver Birds? Oh, is that you? That is my whistle on the front of the Liver Birds for 20 years. Oh. I just thought I'd put that in to embarrass you even more. Oh, my God, this bloke has done everything. And he's a photographer. Mike, yeah. what are you genius. doing? What word you're, you're searching for, Clinton, is genius. Genius is the word. Polymath. Polymath. Uh, Mike, yes. do you still do the photography? What are you doing mostly with your time now, apart from listening to me wittering on? Well, no, I've just done a very big book by, with Genesis, a coffee table book. Bloody hell. Which is absolutely magic. Have you ever seen Genesis books? Yeah. And they do these beautiful coffee table, fine art, limited edition. And they've done one called Mike McCartney's uh, Early Liverpool. And it's yeah. just out now. And it's absolutely, neither of us can afford to buy it. It's so, <laughs> so expensive. But that is talking about 
you asked about photography i'm still doing still at it yes uh, that is a wonderful uh you know summing up of my photography it's a great book tell me this mike is there stuff in there where people go oh my god that's a very rare shot of for example the cavern or something what would be, <laughs> is there incredible stuff that nobody's seen before it's all unique stuff no one's seen no doubt well what no not all some of my old masterpieces over yeah. the years that become masterpieces when you take the for uh, I, I my brother was in a group uh called the beatles i don't know uh, I think it it in red car yeah but, uh, <laughs> that's where i am yes Come on. <laughs> <laughs> i think but, please uh, please me is just coming out here actually in red yeah. car now is yeah. it just about to yeah. uh, come to the bottom of the charts yeah but when you take pictures of that group in the and they call it the beatles first color photograph yeah. it's called john paul george and dennis because it's uh, my cousin ian's mate on the right hand side there is a very young george john and paul with the guitars looking for superstardom and on the right is dennis uh cousin ian's mate with half a guinness and oh. so I call that John Paul George and Dennis. So when you've taken photographs like that, yeah. they become historic archive stuff. But whilst I was, you know, doing looking for material for this new book, the Genesis book, I was looking at things with my son. He came over to Josh McCartney to help with the scanning of the stuff. And I said, Yeah, hey, Josh, I haven't seen this one here. It's a, it's a little uh, slide like the John Paul George yeah. and this one. Let's have a look at this. And there, it was the photograph I took before the famous one. And it's just got our kid singing in a guitar. George is back with his sticky out ears like yeah. mine. And John uh, with his uh, rash. It, like, like, it looked like a shaving rash. And our kids said, no, he was pissed. Well, look, honestly, there are so many things I'd love to ask you about those days. But given that this is a paranormal podcast, I think oh, that's right. what would be useful is if you tell me something. I mean, those days, I know everyone was tripping off their nut and all that, but sure. there must have been some properly sort of spooky stuff that was not engendered by, you know, uh, uh, you know, hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah. So here, this story now, yeah. I'm going to take, this one goes back a long, long, long time. And okay. you're not going to, you're not going to believe it, Clint. Well, sit tight, folks. We're going to love this. Put on the spooky music, please, Linda, as Mike <laughs> regales us. Here we go. I think you should start that up right now. So it was about 12, 11, 12, 13, that young, in my bedroom. We lived in a two-up, two-down in Liverpool house. And suddenly this white light uh, woke me up. Yeah. And so I got up on the end of the bed. That's why I did tell you, you're not going to believe it. At the end of the bed was a, a glowing white-suited figure, right, standing there. Not like John Lennon crossing over Abbey Road, was it? No, it was a, a glowing, white-suited figure. Mm. Uh, and hold on. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the, it, this figure had sideburns, right? Right, okay. So he spoke to me, uh, started to speak, but he didn't... You know about this, being paranormal. Of course, of course. Uh, of course. He spoke to me not through his mouth, through his mind. It's called... 
telecommunication, Mike. I don't want to get too technical. That's it. Well, what does he say to you, Mike? What did he say? Well, it threw the mind. Uh, I couldn't see his mouth. I didn't. My mouth didn't move. His mouth didn't move. Move. And this guy says, uh, "Hi, Peter," in an American accent. You yeah. know, the first one was that. How do you know my name's uh, Peter? Yeah. Yeah. Mike. But yeah. my real name is Peter Michael McCartney. Right. Oh, yeah. So he, you know, he certainly knows me. He said. He said. Uh, through his mind, yeah. not talking through his mouth, through yeah. his mind. He said, yeah. don't be afraid. I'm from your future and you are going to be a famous photographer. Okay. And so, okay, all right, hold on, what's going on? I've only just taken these seagulls on the family box camera and they yeah. came out crap. So yeah. how is he saying... Uh, I'm going to be. He said, "No problems with your box camera. Your brother will join a band. He's going to go to the continent and buy a Rolleiflex camera, yeah. and we're going to take photographs with those, which will be. We're going to go down so well for your future. The National Portrait Gallery of yeah. Britain, yeah. and they're going to be ending up in the Smithsonian Institution uh, in in Washington D.C." later on you must have been thinking i mean you just just tell me right you, you're taking some seagulls and what birkenhead i had no now what's even weirder yeah. our house it was a place called fourth in road it's miles away from the river mercy and these seagulls are floating over down into the back garden yeah. that garden, that was very proud a gardener do you did you know that my dad was the secretary I'll say it again properly. The secretary of the Speak Horticultural Society. I, I did. I didn't know that. I just saw a photo just now of you and Paul stood in the backyard with your arms around, and he's, he's smoking a, a, a pipe. That was in his very in his garden, was it? It's in our. That will be in our back garden. He he said not only that. Yeah. He said now I'm only eleven, twelve, thirteen. He said you're going to leave school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And become a Catholic Bible represent re, a Catholic Bible representative, yeah. Catholic Bible rep, and then uh, I, how did he know I was christened Catholic? We were right. christened Catholics, so I'm going to be a Catholic Bible rep, yeah, and a lady's hairdresser. Now that did happen, didn't it? You went in That's training. That's what so how on earth? And he said, and there's a stylist from that lady's hairdresser. We'll take you to Hope Hall, where you're going to meet some people. There's a collection of people, and they. And he actually told me the name. He said they're going to be called the Liverpool One Fat Lady Non-Electric Show. And he and said, and you joined, which became the scaffold. Is that right? Well, the, that's the. Well, you're right because that group the Liverpool One Fat Lady non-electric show nobody could pronounce it and he then said this gentleman in the white glowing suit uh, with sideburns yeah. said uh, you know it, it, no, but the trouble is with that nobody can pronounce that so you're going to change it at some stage to something like gallows that's what he said and go on to be very successful in showbiz with three top five singles and a big number one. How did he know that? <laughs> you tell me, Benton. I, Mike, are you taking the piss out of me? What are you joking? 
I saw this man. He was there at the end of my bed, a glowing. In fact, he was throbbing. Well, that's as maybe, but what did the bloke look like? Oh, sorry. Is this not just a way of you telling me your life story here, Michael? And actually, this... Oh, how on earth are you going to... I'm just telling you what the gentleman in the throbbing white suit, this has got nothing to do with me. He then went on to say that you're then going to be so successful, the Queen of England is going to honour you with the British Empire Medal. Did he mention me at all? No. Oh. No, he didn't mention you at all. I did, after all that accolade of saying how successful I am going to be, I had to interject to the throbbing white gentleman and say, well, I can't believe what's going to happen to me, but what about my brother and his group? Because he gave me that first (laughs) What did he say? Are they going to be useful? And this gentleman in the white suit said, nothing. He said, nothing, son. We're going to die dead. You see, son, if they were successful, they yeah. would challenge and my sideburns career, yeah. and that's not going to happen. So it might have been the future ghost of Elvis. Well, any he's just talking to me like that. Well, you may, well, I seemed, well, I don't know. Anyway, suddenly, in a puff, he was yeah. gone. Well, what an extraordinary story. Of course, the thing is, when that happened, when you were 13, Elvis was still alive, of course, wasn't he? That's right. But I was only 12 or 13. He was well alive and very successful in America. And you think he was there trying through the afterlife to put the kibosh on the Beatles? Well, I'm only telling you what this gentleman in the throbbing white suit told me. What do I or you or any of us know about that other world? What do we understand? Well, I have been lucky enough to peek behind that curtain. Mike, that's a fantastic story. When I next speak to Elvis, I'm just going to clear it up with him. Could you? Yeah, I'll see see what he says and I'll get back to you. Please. Yeah, and uh, I've got a fit. You're not going to believe this, Mike. He's here with me now. Just a second. No, I'm not. Elvis. Wow. Got Mike here, a.k.a. Pete. You called him Pete, yeah? Him. Yes. He said you were wrong about the Beatles. Don't be like that, Elvis. Oh, dear. Don't be a mardy bastard. <laughs> Don't be like that. Yes, you were wrong. And they're homegrown, British. Yes, Liverpool. Liverpool, thank yeah. you. Mike, there's so many things I'd like to ask you, and, I, and probably not even for air, but one day I'm going to ask you all the questions everyone wants to know about the olden days with the Beatles and all that. Hold on, Flint, hold on. They can come to the Everyman Theatre now yeah. uh, on October the 29th. Yes. We're going to do all these questions, and the audience can ask us questions in the place that we just mentioned, the Hope Hall, which yeah. is now the Everyman Theatre. Right. Uh, 29, scaffold reforming. Oh my God. The original scaffold. I said, they said, to, shall we, shall we, shall. I said, first of all, three of us are alive. Yes, yes. Secondly, three of us are actually talking to each other. Yes, great. Uh, and so, uh, why not do it? So we're doing it. We're actually live uh, on the Everyman Theatre. October I, if I can get there because I'll be on tour with Ramon. Oh, okay. I'll try and get across to see. We might be up there anyway. But oh, I'm good. Well, you'll be well. sitting. You'll be sitting next to Tim Rice. He's coming. Oh, I'd lo- well, wonderful. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honour. Mike McGear, McCartney, call him whatever you like, but don't call him too early in the morning. True. Mike, thanks. Lots of love to you. Thank you very much, mate. That's my absolute lovely meeting you, Clint. And you. So namaste. Namaste. All the top celebrities, thank you for setting that up. My pleasure. You do know all the celebrities. I know some of them. Oof. Not all of them. Who? Tell us, people, who you'd like us to speak to. Um, I mean, you can get... You can get well, I've already... You know what? You know you, know you need to give a ring. Kate, oh. Kate Robbins. Oh, well, she's related to bloody Mike she's, McCartney. She's his cousin. She'd yeah, be bang up right. for it. If you'd listened to that interview just now, you'd know that I did mention that, Linda. Not really listening, were you? Well... Too busy tucking into your chocolate orange. It's so delicious. And it's a warm day. I've got to get it down quick. Can I just say that it is a place where celebrities... Oh, God, look at She's bought some knickknacks from a market in Morocco. Just a little bit of jingle jangle. <laughs> Is that Jane McDonald or Jimmy Savile? <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Oh, Christ. Jane, 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 what have you been up to? Oh, you know, cake by the ocean, sex on the beach. Cake by the ocean, sex on the beach. Don't mind if I do. Oh, I'll have a large one. Oh, I'll have a large one. Well, that's Jane McDonald. She's, we love her. We, we love her very, very much. What are you going to be up to now, my love? I'm going to be doing a bit of Jane McDonald in myself. I'm going to go and pick up. I've got, I've got myself a bright yellow suitcase because I'm not going to be the one looking for my suitcase on the carousel. It will find me. Well, perhaps you can put in there your Crest Plus, your Johnny's, <laughs> and your Nivea for your holiday. Just the my essentials. Love. Just the essentials. Just the essentials. Happy birthday, my love. Hey. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Linda. Take your presents with you. In fact, maybe leave me my mum's jewellery here. Clearly, you think you that's shit. You can have your notebook and all. All right, OK. Until next time. Bye-bye, Linda. Bye-bye. Well, my thanks. Oh, my goodness. What a show. Thanks to Joe Lysett, Mike McCartney, to Linda, and to you who are listening, especially the ones who paid. I gave you Joe Lysett. I thought that you'd like it. And Mike McCartney and Gary the PC. Thanks so much for joining in again this week. Honestly, I do really appreciate it, but roll on autumn, don't you think? Bloody hell, too hot. And now it's time to say good time. Just seven full nights Till more of this shite And we'll do it again On your chosen podcast site Farewell for another week, dear friends Honestly, thanks as ever Thanks for joining me Namaste, namaste, namaste Yeah, right. 
Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there, fading now.